0: Of shooting we pick the most difficult set ever. Look mirrors in every direction. Love it. Welcome to Twilight. You're listening to Another Bite of Twilight, a podcast where we look back on our obsession with the Twilight saga and continue to freak out ten years later. Hi guys. Hey Happy Twilight Tuesday! Happy
1: Twilight Tuesday. I'm M- Mel.
0: <laughs> I feel like you were about to say Melissa. I was. <laughs> and I'm Kel. Our name's um, Rhyme. We're
1: cousins.
0: Yep.
1: We're actually recording we, this. Oh, sorry. What were we going to say?
0: Oh, I think I'm saying what you were going to say.
1: Were you going to say we're recording it separately? Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> twins yep i went home this weekend Mm -hmm. so switched
1: yeah because last episode we also were separate yeah yeah right
0: um i think so yeah the last like public Mm -hmm. not patreon episode (laughs) i don't know what to call it uh today is the oscars Mm -hmm. academy awards and my family is randomly really into it we got like all these snacks and wine and we printed out ballots and it's kind of like a party Mm. but there might be some background noise upstairs because they're like all up there just a warning um just warning hopefully not i told them to be quiet today
1: is so crazy (laughs) because kristen stewart could win an academy award today unfortunately i don't think she will but time will tell. I mean, by the time this episode comes out, you guys will know one way or the other, and I might be—I know—hitting myself for saying that.
0: <laughs> hitting yourself?
1: Yeah. <laughs>
0: like in the face.
1: Yeah, giving myself a good smack. <laughs> I actually. Yeah, it's. Oh, sorry. What were you say? <laughs> <laughs> keep
0: cutting each other off. You go.
1: I was gonna say. I do a ballot with people who I went to college with, and it's a lot of people, so it's like more, like, you really, you can't even, like, afford to miss one wrong answer, Mm -hmm. because it's very cutthroat, and a lot of people have very similar answers, and so I had to make a really difficult decision. For the longest time, I said I was going to put Kristen Stewart down, and unfortunately, I had to make the decision to put (gasps) someone else down, thinking... No! "Mm -hmm, so I'm, I'm. Oh my god! But but, I'm he- I'm hedging my bet because even if Kristen wins and that costs me, the money, I'll still be happy because at least Kristen won. You know what I mean?
0: That's true. Who did you put?
1: I actually put Penelope Cruz.
0: Oh mm, my god! <laughs> she had the least
1: chances to win, but now the anonymous ballots were all like so strongly in her favor, that. Mm -hmm. And it's a small, small sample, but I'm like, okay, what are the odds, like, all of these would be for Penelope Cruz,
0: That's true. I went with her. That is true. Oh. What about you? Yeah, guys, it's, oh, I haven't filled it out yet. Mm -hmm. Um, It's much less low stakes here, Mm -hmm. so. I don't don't know, it's (laughs) only my family, it's like five people, but, well, I guess Autumn's doing it too, so six, but. Yeah, guys, it's 3.30 p.m. We're only hours away until the As- Oscars. I was going to say, like, Oscars, <laughs> Like, <laughs> Academy Awards plus Oscars. The Oscars. I can't wait to see what Kristen's going to wear. Oh, my it's, God. Oh. Man.
1: I've seen all these videos of her and Dylan, too, her fiancé, and they do look so cute. Mm-hmm.
0: Aww. Did you see her... Dylan posted, like, a picture of the two of them. They were both, like, in skirts and t-shirts, like, matching. That was cute. cute.
1: I do wonder, though... Okay, this is, like, bad, but, like, I do wonder (laughs) if a relationship like that can... How do I put this? Like, Kristen is just so famous, and, like, Dylan is, like, Mm -hmm. not, like... If that is an issue at all. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I wonder. You would think it could be an issue. Yeah. I don't know. But I think it depends on the non famous person's personality, mm-hmm. probably. You know. Yeah.
1: I mean we don't really know much about Dylan, but she seems really like a lovely person, but Yeah. I would be insecure if I was Dylan is what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. It must be crazy. That your girlfriend is so beloved, and people mm-hmm. are talking about her all the time. Yeah. And it, it would be hard to feel All the events equal. she goes to, it's just, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, today we have a very fun episode. Um, it's a mm-hmm. sequel, I guess you could say, to one <laughs> yeah, of our more popular episodes in the past, which <laughs> is a fan fiction episode. Um, But we have a new twist where Kelly and I both read separate fan fictions, and we don't know what the other one read, and we're going to talk about them to each other and uh, read passages to each other.
0: Cool. Wow. As we said before in our last fan fiction episode, like, neither of us Mm -hmm. historically have been that into fan fiction. Um, Yes. So it's kind of new for us. I mean, we did do an episode about it before, but a lot of people have sent us recommendations like over the past couple of years. I actually, I did, I did read one that was a recommendation, but Ooh. I was also trying to find like something kind of funny or, you know, <laughs> uh, and I didn't want to like laugh at something someone recommended to us. So I don't know. That was my thought process going into it. Yeah.
1: It's, it's, um, kind of overwhelming, like, when you're not really into fan fiction and, like, people send so many, it's, it's nice to have, like, a guide about, okay, what to read and what to not read, but when you're, like, only just dipping your toes in, it's, there's so much, and some of them are, like, full-length novels, and so it's, it's a lot to take in.
0: I feel so ignorant about fan fiction, like, first of all, I didn't even know what the ratings were, Mm. Um, wait, I'm gonna look it up right now. I know there's like T is teen, obviously, like that's kind of a common one. And then M is mature mm-hmm. fanfiction ratings. Ratings. Um, K is content suitable for most ages. K plus some content now, why is it not a suitable K? for young children. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I was accidentally looking at I didn't realise, like I was looking only through K things and I was like, hmm, I don't know, this stuff's <laughs> kinda lame. Um <laughs> MA is like explicit. So
1: Ooh. I don't know what rating mine is. I don't think it mine is not like super dirty. So mine like mm-hmm. there would be some <laughs> Dirt, but, like, nothing that, like, if your kids are in the room, like, it's probably fine. Um, maybe, maybe not. We'll see.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it is kind of awkward to read basically porn out loud with your cousin. Yeah.
1: <laughs> mine's not pornographic. No. Mine's, mine's uh... Yeah.
0: <laughs> I don't... Mine isn't either... I actually found, like, a couple. Is that okay? Yeah,
1: that's fine. Mine's, like... Okay. I read, like, nine... They're not really long chapters, but, like, nine chapters of one story. So, it's, like, I'm going to take you through
0: the novel, oh, okay, cool. basically. Cool, cool.
1: And I'll summarize okay. a lot of
0: it. Well, do you want to go? Sure.
1: So, mine is called The Truth About Heaven. It was mm. written by Violet Elliott in 2009. And... It's not super crazy, but I was looking for something that filled a need in the story that I think was there. Mm. So the synopsis is, what happens when soulmates can be trumped by something greater? Choice? Can Jacob fight fate? Is Leah worth fighting for? Sometimes the person you least expect to care about is the one who can change everything. Renezme should know. So oh my God. this is a Jacob and Leah fanfiction, which <gasps> I felt like was necessary. We've long talked about how we felt like they had unexplored chemistry. So yeah. I looked for something that would explore it a little bit more.
0: That's so cool. Mm-hmm.
1: So I'm excited to share it with you because it's <laughs> it's fun. Um okay, so chapter one, it's called The Outlandish Beings of the Full Moon. So This takes place five years after Breaking Dawn. So Renesmee is technically five years old in human years, but more or less it seems like she's 16 or 17. And there was some weird stuff where, like, Jacob's being, like, kind of cheeky with her and, like, touching her hips. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, how old is she? Because then at another point... (laughs) The writer describes that Renezme like runs to Bella like a kindergartner and I was like, okay, wait, what? Like, but I think she's (laughs) more or less
0: full grown. Okay. (laughs) That is weird. Which one is it?
1: (laughs) I know, yeah. And like there was a part where it says that um Renezme, she feels weird about calling her parents mom and dad because like they're all just teenagers now. But, like, the writer mm. said, at times, like, mommy and daddy will slip out. <laughs> but,
0: mommy and daddy. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't be laughing.
1: No, no, it's, it's just,
0: it, it's interesting.
1: <laughs> but, um, yeah, she basically calls Bella and Edward, Bella and Edward. But, Renesmee and Jacob don't have the relationship that Jacob originally expected them to have. And I'll just read a little bit Ooh. from chapter one. It says may often questioned her relationship with Jacob. Since she was indeed his imprint, the concept had been explained by her parents when she was mature enough, she was strangely drawn to him in an unnatural way. It wasn't as though she felt uncomfortable about this arrangement, but she understood why it was in the past a controversial controversial issue among her family, now that she looked back on the situation from an adult point of view. It was like he had signed some invisible contract that should remain attached to her for life, and he seemed to be perfectly at ease about this, strange but sweet in a deranged sort of way. She couldn't help but love jacob but she wasn't quite sure how she was supposed to love him the fact pestered her to no end however jacob hadn't exactly signed up for the whole imprinting to do he had a choice he definitely would have chosen if he had a choice he definitely would have chosen otherwise he was the only one Mm. out of any of his pack friends that ever doubted imprinting he knew this because he could read all the wonderful soapy, in some cases romantic overly blissful thoughts from the other pack members their thoughts were stubbornly positive enthusiastic jacob was different he had always been different from the other coolio boys he did see the downsides to imprinting like how he never really had a choice the unnatural love and adoration was just forced on him and he couldn't think clearly when he was around her he sometimes considered whether he would be better off without imprinting but then he reconsidered mm. of course imprinting was for him it had to be right it was for everyone it was fate after all he couldn't fight fate could he um mm. so yeah so then i, I know <laughs> Um, we're in this scene and, um, okay, I kind of forget what happens, but then Jacob and Leah are doing pack stuff and wolf form, and Leah thinks to herself how Renezme is a spoiled little brat, because <laughs> Renezme, like, she has everything handed to her, right? Like, she has money, she has, like, Jacob mm-hmm. who's obsessed with her, the whole Cullen family is obsessed with her, she has, like, the best of both worlds, but she's, like, kind of never really happy. She's pretty moody. And so, Leah's thinking, like, "Oh, I hate Renesmee. And <laughs> then Jacob hears Leah's thoughts, because they're in wolf form. And then the two of them yeah. just start bickering to each other in wolf form. And then Jacob <laughs> starts, you know, rubbing Sam and Emily's relationship into Leah's, not, face, you know, and, like, being like, well, mm-hmm. Sam and Emily are about to have a baby, so you need to get over it. and And, you know, just kind of, like, <laughs> making her Aww. feel worse about herself meanwhile this story shifts point of views a lot and so then we also see May in her room and she's fantasizing about having a real teenage romance um you know not something with Ooh. Jacob just like a real erratic like um spontaneous That's cool yeah yeah it is cool and so she starts reciting Romeo and Juliet um and she you know has some in her monologue about how that's her mom's favorite like Shakespeare play and stuff. And this is while Bella and Edward are out hunting. But then she gets really startled because as she's reciting Romeo and Juliet, a voice in the distance that she doesn't recognize starts reciting it back to her. And she thinks, like, who is this? Is it the Volturi? Like, there's some other vampire out there. But she doesn't figure it out. And so she just like stays awake until edward and bella come home then like edward like tucks her in so it's again it's like a weird age (laughs) thing here Um, (laughs) he tucks her in (laughs) yeah and then she goes to bed so that's kind of a mystery of like who is this voice in the background oh that's cool Mm -hmm. so then we're in chapter two And this chapter starts with Leah having a dream where she's walking down the aisle towards Sam, but the closer he gets, the more he transforms into a werewolf form. And then the chapel... Oh, she's walking down the aisle like of a wedding. Then the chapel fades away, and she's awoken by her mom, and she learns it's two in the afternoon, and it's just kind of depressing. Her mom, like, rolls up the shades, and, like, she's Mm -hmm. trying to get leah out of bed leah's now 23 and she's just kind of moping about how she's still living at home because she has to protect the pack and she doesn't really have much going on That's and, sad yeah and she's like really depressed she just like puts on tv she starts watching jerry springer and then she <laughs> she oddly relates to like the women on the show because they're like talking about like the men who have wronged them and like being cheated on and she like identifies wow. with that <laughs> um, in a weird way <laughs> that's cool we learn a month prior um sam and emily finally got married and she spends time remembering that day and how she had to pretend to be happy for emily and how sam only really acknowledged her once at the wedding and gave her just like a very emotionless kiss and said thank you for coming and she's Mm. you know still very upset about that um then jacob shows up at the house And, okay, this is kind of weird. Leah, she's in her her pajamas, and her pajama shirt, it's described as being, like, tight, and it says on the front, why are you staring at my boobs? Oh, my God. And then Jacob, like, looks at it, and he's like, well, I wouldn't be staring if you didn't have that shirt on. And then, like, Jacob blushes, and then Leah, like, hates to admit to herself that she thinks it's kind of cute. Oh, my God. And then Jacob comes in and he says he's coming over to apologize for his comments that he made about Sam and Emily and he didn't mean to make Leah feel bad. Um, And then the two of them, they watch The Days of Our Lives together just because it was like the next thing on after Jerry Springer. (laughs) And they watch a makeout scene in that and they both admit to feeling like kind of awkward watching that together. And so I will read some of that. Ooh. Well, actually, before I read, well, that part is kind of not important, actually. But so <laughs> they're, they're like laughing about how it's awkward. And then Jacob gets like all serious. And he's like, he's like, I do want to ask you, though, like, how do you like really feel? Like, how are you doing? Like, he just has a very like caring moment. And mm-hmm. it says, so she spoke again, her voice still soft. I don't really know what to think anymore, I mean, because before there was still a chance, no matter how slim, that he might come back to me. I felt hopeful, but now there's no chance and he's moved on. I suppose it's not that I can't move on. Jacob's silence indicated for her to continue. It's just hard, you know, when a part of your life, no, a part of you has been torn away from you, and I feel empty, and I... Leah bit her lip, which distracted her from the strenuous pain in her chest. She was going to cry in front of Jacob, however, her eyes were moist. She allowed her she swallowed and continued i don't know who i am anymore then leah remembered where she was she straightened up and shook her head as if she could shake off the pain had she just opened up to jacob black if so was she okay with this she wasn't entirely sure would he mock her no jacob wasn't like that he only joked around if it wasn't at someone's expense except the vampires of course i'm sad for you is what jacob actually said when she almost guaranteed he would say i'm sorry She did prefer his response. It was as if he felt emotion for her, not just pity. You know, he began with Hmm. less heaviness in his husky voice. I don't mean to make everything about me, but I know how you feel. You've pretty much summed up what was going through my head at Bella's wedding. I mean, apart from the anger when he cleared his throat. But after that, all the anger had gone, all emotion out the window. I felt, well, empty, I guess. This time, Jacob was tracing the contours of her shoulder with his fingertips intentionally. But then Nessie came along. Leah was, Leah was meant to say sarcastically and bitterly, but it sounded strangely sincere and almost burdensome. Yeah, his voice was dull. Um, his voice was dull. <laughs> Jacob changed the subject. Oh no, he groaned suddenly. What? Judge Judy. Daytime TV really sucks, huh? Jacob was smiling again. So was Leah. I should know. And yeah.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: Yeah. So we're just getting a little bit closer.
0: I can't believe he was like touching her. I
1: know. Whoa. So then we have chapter three. This is called the parasite parade in glacial. Bra- I don't know what any of the um the chapters mean. The chapter titles. <laughs> so in this chapter, Jacob says he needs to go to the Cullen house. Um, or else Edward will think that he's being unfaithful, which
0: I wrote gross. Like,
1: I don't know. Like... What the
0: fuck? <laughs> <laughs> or else Edward will yeah, <laughs> what's going he's on?
1: It's kind of weird. Um, and Leah agrees to go with him because I guess Seth is there watching football with Emmett. So she's going to go tell Seth to like come home. And mm-hmm. so we go over there and like Renezme is like sitting in Jacob's lap when he arrives. With, like, her arms around him, which, again, like, I don't know, just <laughs> gross to me. Um, yeah, what <laughs> is she supposed to be? <laughs> she's What is? She's literally only been alive for five years, but she's supposed <laughs> to be full grown. <laughs> um, it's So just, confused. Yeah. Um, the way Jacob looks at Renesmee makes Leah sad because it reminds her of how Sam looks at Emily. Hmm. Then... Leah and Rosalie weirdly have some girl chat. Like, they really connect with each other, which I guess is not too surprising. Like, they both have a chip on their shoulder and stuff. That's true. Um, And uh, Leah says that it's, you know, Rosalie's asking her, like, what's it like to be a wolf and stuff? And Leah's like, well, it's kind of weird. Like, I don't like that, like, all the other Wolf Pack members, like, can see me naked. And she says Mm. it wasn't anything new for one of them meaning Sam, because, like, she used to date Sam. But Rosalie oh. assumes that she means Jacob because she said that Edward once caught Jacob fantasizing about Leah, which makes Leah be <gasps> like, wait, what? And Rosalie, no way yeah um and rosalie said that she always thought that jacob had a thing for leah which is like this is kind of funny it feels like i don't know kind of like high school like
0: um, yeah
1: just like <laughs> this like girl chat moving the the story along but it kind of plants yeah. the seed in leah's head about jacob um but rosalie's like if it wasn't for renazma like i think you two would be together um oh my god Yeah, so then the next day, Jacob returns to the Clearwater house because he had borrowed a shirt of Seth's to wear to the Cullen house because, again, he was like, Edward would think it's so inappropriate if I show up without a shirt um (laughs) so because I guess he didn't have Edward yeah (laughs) yeah Edward grandpa yeah Edward is like a grandfather (laughs) in this story but both Bella it's interesting to see Bella and Edward in this story as like side characters because like they're very different from like how we imagine them like they're very much like Mm. parents in this story That's so
0: weird.
1: So then Jacob returns to the Clearwater house to return Seth's shirt that he borrowed. And he internally, like, again, we're like now in his perspective, he worries that maybe he's too focused on Leah. But then he convinces himself it's just returning the shirt. And Mm -hmm. then Leah is like, oh, you're stalking me. And they have like some banter. Um, And then they say that they're (gasps) going to race each other to the beach because that's just where the conversation took us. (laughs) so i'll read some of this sorry i have to like search for it because you can't copy and paste
0: totally fine i know i took screenshots yeah it's so tiny i know it's it's gonna be hard to read
1: (laughs) okay so leah says um well you know since today is such a lovely day i was thinking of heading down to the beach Uh uh-huh jacob wasn't convinced and your definition of lovely consists of glacial winds and freezing temperatures well you know me she grinned wickedly i'm up for anything jacob blushed when he heard false implications behind her reply okay challenged her mirroring her grin you want to go for a swim the time had not that the time he had not imagined this time he had not imagined the implications leah stepped forward to him slowly gracing her hand down his bare chest like i said she whispered in a cheeky voice anything jacob froze he's beginning to catch on what he laughed softly a nervous laugh at that but then with her hand placed on his chest she pushed him backwards and challenged him race yes she yelled and next thing jacob knew she was sprinting across the wet sand jacob wasn't having that he raced after her the light cold rain stinging his face leah glanced back a few times and plowed on determined to win she may have been faster than him and will form but as a human she had no chance jacob caught up to her in no time and when he did he grabbed her by the waist and picked her up (gasps) jacob she screamed no put me down she squealed giggled and squirmed all at the same time not a chance he shouted back at her with leah draped over his shoulder he jogged into the water and when the waves were knee-deep, he lightly threw her into the water. Icy liquid flicked up oh my God. on him when her body plummeted through the surface. The water felt chilly to him, so it was freezing for Leah. Her limbs ached as she swam from the bottom of the seabed to the surface. When she rose, she faced Jacob, who was laughing so much that he was holding his stomach. You are so dead, Leah pronounced each word separately from the last to emphasize her mock rage because she knew it was all a big joke. Jacob saw the look on her face and started jogging backwards. But this time, Leah had caught him off guard. She swiftly pounced onto him, knocking him onto the sand so he was lying vulnerably on his back. She was (sighs) crouched over him, her hands digging into his shoulders while her legs situated either side of his body. She looked at his stunned face, which dramatically changed in a matter of seconds to mean something different. His eyes suddenly appeared tender, soft, and maybe gentle, just like the other night, little did Leah know that the singlet she was wearing stuck to her body so obscenely that she might as well have been wearing nothing at all. Jacob could feel his oh breath on her face, and he realized she was panting too. Eventually, their breathing slowed, <gasps> and Leah felt Jacob place his hands gently on the small of her back, bringing her closer to him. Leah felt a sudden urge to press herself up against him. She was shivering and suddenly craved his warmth, his gentleness that shone from his eyes. Leah, Jacob, said her name in the huskiest voice she had ever heard him use. His expression became mellow. She knew what this meant. He wanted the same she did, to be touched. Leah swallowed loudly and moved one of her hands from his shoulder towards his face. Jacob, beep, beep, beep. What the fuck is that? Leah asked him, angry as hell, clenching the same hand into a fist. She dug her nails on the other hand on on her other hand inside Jacob's shoulder blade, probably indenting a few crescent-shaped marks. Beep beep beep. Shit, Jacob reached <laughs> into his pocket and pulled out a small silver object. Since when does Jacob have a cell phone? He brought the phone to his ear, not breaking the eye contact with Leah, still holding her on top of him with one of his hands, still around her waist. Hello? Bella's frantic oh voice God. buzzed through the earpiece from the other line. Jacob, I'm so glad you answered. It's Nessie. She's gone,
0: and that's where the chapter ends. <gasps> Whoa, mm-hmm. that was awesome. Just- <laughs> Relationship. Really oh. I know. <laughs> also, like, how far could Nessie have gone? I know. Seriously. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> i don't care
1: <laughs> i know seriously Renesmee is so annoying in this story so speaking of also, this is
0: perfect though i know if stephanie meyer ever writes any more books i hope it's like this
1: well because it's so true like what what could you do with jacob and Renesmee if it is like this perfect imprinting story where they're just like meant to be mm-hmm. together like that's not interesting
0: it's very boring.
1: Whoa. Do you have more? Yep. So now I'm chapter four. Sorry, there's nine chapters, but some of them I won't really read from. Okay. So this one, again, we're back in Renezme's perspective. I'll just read a little bit to get a sense of what's going on with her. So it says, Renezme was far from satisfied. She felt empty. On the surface, she lived this happy life. But when she scratched the surface, all she could find was nothingness. All she found was a hmm. hole that she didn't know how to fill. She had become so numb. What was the importance of money, beauty, glamour, and charisma when there were cracks in her foundations, when there were faults in her relationships, when she carried as much romantic passion for her supposed soulmate as she would for a brother, when she shared nothing in common with her mother except her taste in novels and recurring nightmares, when her father was so overprotective of her that he feared having a proper discussion with her would expose her to harshness of reality." She felt like her life was going nowhere, like it was never going to change. If in 100 years she strolled into the Cullen Mansion, she wouldn't be surprised if everything and everyone were exactly the same. Emmett would be watching a newly founded football Mm -hmm. team on some high-tech future television. Esme would be cooking her thousand her thousandth brand new recipe carlisle would be hiding away in his office alice would be concocting some new hairstyle on rosalie who would still be better after years of being infertile and childless and jasper <laughs> would be brooding over the fact um that everybody was that um which everyone was too scared to think about that the dull mon- monotone life they are living will never end or change in any way so Dang. she's like kinda emo or not.
0: And I don't blame her. Like, you know, like I kinda like that. Yeah. That's that adds some depth to her. She's like, This is boring. Yeah.
1: And I mean like when you think about it, like she's human, so she has like the desire for change that like mm-hmm. the other vampires like don't. Like they know everything's gonna yeah. stay the same. But like she's she's different from them. Mm hmm. So, I like that. Yeah. So she ran away. Um, and, Good. And yeah.
0: <laughs> so then we I like that plot. I know, me too. Stephanie um, Meyer should. Write
1: this down. your Eyes, this story. No, I'm just kidding. I I think it no, w- I wouldn't want that. I think it really works. Like, it doesn't feel <laughs> like. I don't know. It, it clicks with the story and it adds something interesting. Mm hmm. So then we're back with Leah and Jacob and Jacob is of course in a panic and says he has to go look for Renesmee and Leah is annoyed but she agrees to go help um then we're back with Renesmee and um it's everything's like very vague so she she hears this voice again but like she can't make out like who it is and she gets so startled that she actually like falls backwards and hits her head um (gasps) and this figure who again like she can't tell who it is he picks her up and he brings her to the <gasps> cullen house and he leaves her on the doorsteps and she wakes up very briefly like before anybody else comes out just like see who this is and she realizes that it's um nahul um is that how you say it the, the um half vampire half human from Brazil. what's he
0: doing here i don't know
1: I think he came to look for her because like they can connect with each other because like they both know what it's like seems like he's been following her um but no one else finds out and and he leaves he he leaves and she's just there for the Collins to find her on the doorstep wow yeah and That's she so interesting. gets grounded bella grounds her <laughs> Bella. <laughs> know, Bella and Edward are like just like the annoying parents in this story <laughs> um so then we're in chapter five after they find Renezme. Leah is just sitting around in the Cullen house with Jasper and um, walks Rosalie who's complaining mm. about how annoying Jacob is being and Rosalie tells mm. Leah that Jacob and Renesmee's relationship isn't really how Jacob would want it to be and says that Jacob should do with Leah instead. And Leah's like, ew, gross. No, you know, she's, like, <laughs> going along with that. Now we're back to Renesmee's point of view. And I don't know if I'm really going to read this. Um, it's cute, but okay. basically... no, no, Is it Nahul? Is that how you pronounce it?
0: I'm not positive. Yeah.
1: Um. He sneaks into Renesmee's room and they kiss. It's very twilight Oh. Mm-hmm.
0: i don't know how edward
1: wouldn't hear that uh (laughs) or bella but they don't
0: yeah i'd expect him to be like who the fuck is in the yeah i smell someone (laughs) breaks the door open yeah (laughs)
1: um okay but there's not like i wasn't really gonna read anything from this chapter
0: that's okay
1: then we're in chapter seven um this chapter starts with leah thinking about how she needs to now get over jacob instead of sam and no oh, one can no. possibly know about her feelings for jacob you know in her head she's like it's never gonna work because of Renezme." Mm-hmm. then we are back to Renezme, and she's grounded for running away um it, i wrote that it's just interesting to see this narrative with edward and bella they're like annoying and overprotective um which mm-hmm. i basically just said bella confronts Renesmee because she, uh she notices that edward or no bella confronts Renesmee because edward told bella that he noticed that Renesmee's thoughts had gone blank meaning that she was hiding something from them um which i think again Ooh. is like an interesting realistic thing to add because like Edward can read his daughter's thoughts, and like that's problematic. Like you want privacy from yeah. your parents, so I feel like realistically, in a continuation of this story, that would be a conflict for Renesmee.
0: Yeah, that's a cool. Mm-hmm. Cool addition, though, that yeah. it could be that way.
1: Yeah. Um, so Bella's like, you can tell me anything, but Renesmee is like annoyed by this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> F off.
1: Yeah and then she sneaks off to be with um nahul again which i don't really care about but i think that really does have potential in a sequel yeah (laughs) it makes sense it does so then chapter eight so we're almost done Leah wakes up on the beach, and she's realizing that her and Jacob had fallen asleep together, tangled up. So they mm. they had been swimming, actually, I forgot to mention, in the previous chapter.
0: Again? Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: but nothing okay. really happened. Nothing new. And so they wake up, and they're like, oh, like, that's awkward. We must have tuckered ourselves out cliff diving, right? Like... That's all that happened, right? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, uh, (laughs) Then Leah sees Sam from a distance walking down the beach, and she freaks out and makes Jacob hide with her. And then Jacob nervously asks Leah if she's still in love with Sam, and I will read that.
0: Ooh.
1: Um, Let's see. Still love him? Jacob offered nervously. Leah fell silent. I don't know, she uttered, concentrating on the bramble near her feet. Jacob tentatively entwined his fingers with hers and then clasped her uh-huh. hand tightly. Leah looked oh up at him and felt her spirits raise again as if she met those dark, compassionate eyes. Her, he smiled at her warmly. You know what? He asked her as he brushed a strand of hair out of her eyes. What? No malice in her tone, but a slight hint of tension. I hope you get over him soon. You're not the only <gasps> one. No, really. Why do you care so much? Jacob searched her mahogany eyes. Because he'll never deserve you. It astonished Leah how Jacob had the ability to say so much with such few words. I, oh, Leah couldn't string a sentence together. It was just so dis- difficult to think when his intense onyx eyes bored into her and caused her to feel breathless. It's true, he didn't break his gaze. You're way too good for him. And then his thumb started to rub the back of her hand in small circles, and her breath quickened. You don't deserve someone who who will treat you right, someone who will love you the way you should be loved. But no one will, Leah said, told him longingly and pathetically. It's not that they don't want to. Jacob dropped her hand and held her face in his hands, because trust me, it's all they ever think about, and maybe they've kind of known for a while deep down, but it doesn't make any difference because they're still trapped trapped they want you more than anything else but they can't have you they are they're already trapped and locked up inside a cage I guess a cage of commitment or something so so they can't but why not she moaned they just can't a flash of pain mangled his smooth features his voice break broke on the last word accenting accenting his remorse Leah slowly slid her arms around Jacob's back but they really want to he bit My his lip. Goodness. You have no idea, he said softly, his voice sur- sounding as husky as ever. His voice is always husky. Um, husky. <laughs> then break the lock, Leah whispered back. The movement was easy. Her face already held so securely in his hands jacob sealed the distance between them by kissing her so fiercely that she nearly fainted after all months and months of build-up exploding through one kiss was a lot to handle at once without hesitation she smashed her body up against his and pressed her chest against his so hard that she could feel his rapid heart beating against her chest He rammed her roughly into the trunk of the tree and um, (gasps) serrated patches of wood dug into her back, but she didn't care. She felt his hands grab her thighs and he lifted her off the ground. She wrapped her legs around his back as firmly as possible. Now that they were the same height, all his movements slowed down, not the slightest, as he deepened the kiss. He pressed his lips against hers in such an unforgiving, vigorous way that she swore her lips would bruise. Everything about the embrace screamed urgency anxiety soaked urgency all movement were sudden their underlying fear being that if one second either slowed down reality would catch up with them Lee was not going to let that happen not yet in her defenses against reality she opened her mouth wider inviting him into her she felt his tongue graze the tip of hers inside her mouth and a shock of lust driven vigor pushed her further it shocked her how His every piece of contact overwhelmed her so powerfully, her every grasp, uh, shiver, tremble moan was an effect of his touch. Jacob reluctantly parted his lips from hers and planted kisses along her jawline, causing her to grasp (laughs) hoarsely. Once her lips found hers again, she clung to locks of his shaggy hair with his fingers. Uh, They kissed more. Okay, but reality was unavoidable. His lips grazed more slowly against hers until he finally broke away from her. Leah opened her eyes to see a stunned, breathless Jacob inches away from her. Excitement began to escalate as he squeezed her thighs gently, but then, to her disappointment, he released her carefully to the ground again. Why did you stop? Leah asked him. Her arms still lashed around his neck. He gathered her hands and gave them back to her. You know why. She stared at him for a minute, unable to believe what what she was hearing. A roll of nausea hit Leah relentlessly, as did horrible understanding. Oh, I get it. She spat at him bitterly. Leah, you know it's more complicated than that. Whatever, Jacob. She shoved him brutally. Tell someone who cares. And then Leah runs away, basically.
0: No. Mm-hmm. Why? Why would he do that? Who cares about Renesmee? I know. I know. It's, it's upsetting. He can still be her protector. hmm Brother. Yeah, and Renesmee
1: doesn't even want him. Like, get yeah. over it.
0: But I do have I have high hopes for Mm-hmm hopefully what happens <laughs> yeah so then
1: leah goes to see rosalie and they just have more girl chat and like leah like confides <laughs> yeah they're in, like BFFs. Yeah. All <laughs> leah confides in rosalie about the situation and rosalie's like all for it like rosalie is not like a jacob renesme shipper by any means that's cool um yeah like especially since like rosalie is like you know like obsessed with Renesmee. it looks like she's really looking out for her you know
0: It's interesting, like, is part of it because she just doesn't like Jacob for Renesmee or just all in all she doesn't like the relationship?
1: Well, it's, like, interesting because I feel like she does like Jacob with Leah, and she she seems to like Leah, so it's not, like, anti-Jacob thing. Yeah. I think she just thinks, like, she knows that, like, Renesmee's not really happy, so she doesn't really want that for Mm. Renesmee. That's
0: good. Mm -hmm.
1: So then this is the last chapter. Um, We (gasps) are in Jacob's point of view, and he's very much struggling with being on the other side of kind of unrequited feelings, he calls them, but then he acknowledges, like, they're not unrequited. Like, he does have feelings for Leah, but he's torn Mm -hmm. because he knows that, like, he doesn't feel like he can really do anything um, because of Renesmee, which is stupid. Um, So... (laughs) this is some inner monologue was it possible to love pretty much every aspect about a person and not be completely in love with them but then if that is true if he really was in love with her then how could he devote himself to her wholly and completely when nessie existed not only existed but as his own form of gravity what happened to good old earth gravity the logical theory he forgot to pay attention to in his fifth grade science class magic it filled every (laughs) nook and cranny of his life now but magic didn't equal love just because he was besotted under a spell if you will cast by his renaissance that didn't mean he loved her he was infatuated obsessed entranced. sure what happened to real love or the overused expression the cliched metaphor of true love Mm. the appropriate sound of retouching made him flinch oh okay so Um, someone's throwing up and that someone is Rachel because he finds out his sister, Rachel, she is pregnant. And at first I'm like, what does this have to do with anything? Because Rachel (laughs) is like, she's talking about she's pregnant and um, Paul is there and Rachel's like, but we're not ready for a baby. Like, like I'm still in school and like, we're not financially able to take care of a baby. And I'm like, okay. Interesting. This is kind of late in the story for this to be, like, a thing. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But we find out that the purpose of this conversation is because we see, like, Paul puts his hand on um, Rachel's stomach, even though, like, she's, like, barely showing. She's, like, not showing at all. And then Jacob imagines, um, well, I guess I'll just read it. (laughs) Okay. Let's see. I trust you. Um, okay, so I don't know. Paul says that, I think. Then Paul did something unexpected. Instead of kissing her passionately again, as Jacob had anticipated, he lifted her shirt and gently caressed her temporarily flat stomach like there was already a little person inside. At this unusual gesture, the scene changed dramatically. Suddenly, there was no Paul and Rachel. There was only Jacob and Leah, except Leah was months ahead of Rachel in her pregnancy. Her stomach inflated like a huge magnific- magnificent what? balloon glowing with life and alternate universe jacob was by her side cradling her offering her his support that she desperately needed he watched himself from afar as if it was happening right there and then in front of him as he placed a hand on her stomach a small nudge made her skin quake the tiniest amount of and a little part of him greeted jacob from greeted him oh i guess him as a baby greeted jacob from inside of her then leah smiled at him that rare animated smile of hers except her expression was tinted with a new kind of spark maternity (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh okay so the purpose of that is like jacob suddenly sees this idea of like leah carrying his child and like that makes him realize that like he's in love with leah wow So then we're back in Leah's point of view, and just another, like, life update, she learned that Sue and Charlie are engaged, and that's Mm. nice for them. Everyone's going through changes. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So then suddenly Jacob shows up to apologize, but Leah doesn't want to hear from him. Um, but then Sue appears in the doorway, and she starts, like, chit-chatting with Jacob. And um, <laughs> then Jacob is like, oh, me and Leah, we're about to head to the beach. And Sue's like, oh, you kids have fun. And, like, that forces Leah and Jacob um, to hang out. And, okay, so I will read a little bit. So Jacob okay. says... "'Will you give me a chance to explain?' he asked her softly, "'his intense stare smoldering her all over again. "'Fine,' she whispered, and he would let go of her. "'What we have, what we are,' he gestured back and forth between them. "'It's too amazing to waste. "'I've never been able to relate to someone in that way or relate to you, Leah. "'You're one of a kind, just like our relationship, "'and I don't want to screw it up over some stupid makeout session. "'Is that all that what? was to you?' "'No,' he immediately replied. "'No, of course not. "'It's just insignificant compared to our friendship. "'Well, ex-friendship now.' not actually told him softly smiling weakly at this jacob's face lifted and brightness shone from his raven colored eyes once more you mean a lot to me leah you know that right maybe you should remind me more often she dared to look up at him dare because she knew he'd have to suppress that urge to kiss she'd have to suppress that urge to kiss him again if she did and she'd Predicted right, because when she stared up at his benevolent, affectionate face, she lusted to tackle him right then and there. Then he gently swept a lock of hair out of her eyes, and this caused her to smell him. His woody, musky, fresh-scented drifted towards her on the wind, making her body turn limp. God, is he actually trying to torture me? You mean a lot to me, Leah. Haha, she told him. Same goes to you, Alfie. She calls him Alfie, like, because <laughs> Um and- Oh. Okay, so then they... Then they're, like, still up for a swim, and they go for another swim. Um, and <laughs> Lots of swimming. I know. Then the next scene, like, we're back again at the Cullen house, and the Collins are sitting around the living room interrogating Nahul because they find out about this. I hope that's how you say it, <laughs> Nahul. Okay, I don't know. Because um, they yeah. find out about their relationship, and, like, they're just kind of, like, asking him all these questions. Um And both Edward and Jacob are, like, pretty upset um, about this relationship, you know, for different reasons, obviously. If I was Edward... Why is Jacob upset? Jacob's upset because he's jealous, which is annoying, like... Ah! Aren't you supposed to be whatever... You just
0: almost had sex with Leah.
1: I know, I know, right? Just, <laughs> and um, Edward is upset. I don't know, it's like, if I was Edward, I'd be happy that Renesmee was with this guy instead of Jacob, but okay. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and Jacob's like, I'm leaving. Leah, you coming? I guess <laughs> Leah's there. I don't know why. I don't know how we actually got back to this part. And so then Le- uh, Jacob drives Leah home. And... So this is as Jacob is driving Leah home. It was clear okay. that, it was clear what was on his mind or rather whom. And if there was one thing Leah couldn't stand, it was how Jacob fixated about Nessie right in front of her, as if Leo was totally obli- oblivious to him. Did she really think hmm. she was just that stupid? She knew that expression. She used to wear it all the time. That face that said the world is ending because he or she doesn't love me. There was only one thing in the world that made a person look like that. The cool concept of imprinting. She yearned more than anything to wipe that look off of his face. To rid his thoughts of anything or herself, American fisherman-related, and force him to relish in her... Okay, I forget what the fisherman is. It's something about, like, no, I forget. Memory sparked, like, little matches all over Leah's brain, and she remembered all of his distractions. All those times he held... Okay, I feel like that's really not how you pronounce his name, by the way, but I, I totally forget how to pronounce <laughs> it.
0: But, um... <laughs> I'm just gonna... I feel like it's... I... Yeah, anyone listening, if we're doing it wrong, I'm sorry. They don't but, say it in the movies, so I don't really know. Is it Nah? Na- I feel like it is Nahul or Nahul. Yeah.
1: I guess it's open for interpretation. Um, mm-hmm. okay. So memory sparked like, little matches all over Leah's brain, and she remembered all of his distractions. All those times he had held her hand, stroked her skin, hugged her and held her close in her arms to release her of her pain. When she felt lonely, frustrated, inadequate, or just plain miserable, it was only fair to reciprocate. Her hand shook with anticipation, and um, she reached for his. Her motive being purely to console, mostly. But little, as sh- but little was she aware the space between them was alive, electric, almost pulsing with uh, a volta- vitality. Between them <laughs> was a grenade um suffocated by a single pin and at the slightest graze of her finger against his skin was removed spontaneously Jacob sprang to life and kissed her explosively against her back <gasps> uh, against the back of the front car causing it to slam shut from the pressure of his body smashing into hers at a time like this Leah wasn't one to hesitate so she drove into the kiss with as much urgency as he did as it was their second true physical encounter, they were both braver, which was blatant in their every move. Leah didn't waste any time and let her hands explode around his body as his lips molded into hers. She, she first traced the back of his neck, then ran her hands over the tight, tense muscles of his back, and finally she braced herself and lifted the bottom of his shirt, allowing her hands Whoa. to wander over the broad bird chest she'd stared at many times and even dreamt about touching, trying to memorize every contour." jacob was just as oh, venturesome as her and didn't hold back except there was a different kind of emotion driving his every touch loneliness this burdensome thought mm-hmm. struck him and all of his movements suddenly slowed as did the kiss leah sensed this and paused in closing her arms around the back to secure him in response jacob seized her face and kissed her hard and slow almost in a painful way there was no physical pain but it was impossible for leah when she was close She was that close to him to remain untouched of his emotional suffering. It was like he transferred all of his agony into her with the last long and intense yet soft and gentle lingering kiss that sent chills down her spine. I'm sorry, he told her, his voice cracking with every word as he broke away from her. I'll never let this happen again. I'm sorry. I'll never hurt you again. Then he opened the door and strode away into the cold night. They had tried to search for him in the darkness and yelled out hopelessly, Jacob, you're not making any sense, wait. Her voice echoed eerily around the empty trees. But then as a new no. kind of breathtaking agony finally swept through her fragile body, she collapsed to the floor, wept and tears had and uh, wept the tears he should have shed, suffered the pain he should have felt, and she was left wondering when after being so close to him only a moment ago, Why'd he let her feeling more alone than ever before? Why he'd, why oh he'd left her feeling more alone than ever before? And that's where the story ends. Jacob what? leaves Leah in the
0: dark. Are you kidding me? Do you think it was supposed to keep going? Or is that like the end, the end? So there's
1: an author's note. It says, what did you think? I'm going to keep this A and N fairly short in order not to bore you to death. And also because I really haven't got much to say, got much else to say. Oh wait, I found out something Excuse me? Is that I soon may be updating uh that's it. That's it. That's where the story ends. Jacob leaves. What leave why it. would it
0: end like that? I was thinking to myself, like, <laughs> gee, there's so much happening. How can this be the last chapter? They mm-hmm. have to end up together. And Jacob. I was picturing like him sitting down with esme and saying, like, just letting you know I'm with Leah, but that doesn't change anything. Like, I still care for you. I'm Uh still your brother or whatever. And I pictured him talking to Edward. Oh,
1: He's going to be a little... Yeah, when you said you had hope for them, I I laughed to myself because uh, Jacob... Oh, my God. Can't let
0: it go. How could it end that way? I know. (laughs) Also, she's with this other guy now, so why is he even... I know. You know, doing this. I don't think she wants to be with him.
1: It's hypocritical, Jacob, because... All this time, he's like, "I'll be whatever she wants me to be," but he's not doing that. He's he wants <laughs> he wants both. Like he obviously has real feelings for Leah, but he mm-hmm. he's stuck on the whole imprinting thing at the same time.
0: What a love triangle! This I, guy is just always in love triangles.
1: <laughs> <I>, seriously, and <laughs> at this point, like he, his problems are self caused. Like,
0: yeah. Um, but it, I could see that happening though. Like, yeah. Even though I totally love him and Leah, like he can be annoying, so I could see him mm-hmm. doing this like canon, as they say.
1: I, I mean, it wasn't obviously. It's not a perfect story, and like some things were cheesy, but I really liked this idea that this writer had because I really could picture it in the story, yeah. and it adds a lot of good drama between these characters um and I really hope if Stephanie ever does write that Renesmee Jacob story it's not what people expect it to be and yeah. there is like a romance um with someone else
0: my god I really liked that mm-hmm. yeah I did too I'm glad I'm glad you picked a Jacob Leah Renesmee story mm-hmm. how did you find it
1: I was looking, at first, like, I was just looking for, like, crazy fan fiction, and then I was like, oh, Mm -hmm. like, what's something that's, like, actually part of the story that I want more of, and I just realized, like, oh, I want more Jacob and Leah, so I looked at a couple things, and this one just caught my eye, like, I felt like I really liked, um, the tagline of, like, does, um, can soulmates be trumped by something greater, and, um... That's so Turns cool.
0: out, no. Turns out, no. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe it ended that way. I know. It's <laughs> so sad. It doesn't seem right. <laughs> I know. Yeah. But, uh, but also, it's, I do hope Stephanie does that. And the fact this story ended that way is a little cool because it, like, leaves open even more mm-hmm. possibilities. Um, what was it called again? Oh, it's called,
1: um, let's see... The Truth About Heaven, which sounds like truth a about um, Sarah Dessen book or something. It does. It does. <laughs> it, it I does. don't know if that title really encapsulates it, but Violet Elliott, a really great fan fiction story. I was um, I was really immersed in it, and I can't say that about a lot of fan fiction, so I <laughs> yeah, no. read it Definitely really. Definitely
0: not. I was immersed. Mm-hmm. I felt like I was just sitting here for story time.
1: Yeah.
0: Hearing a great tale. Well, I'm excited to see what um, fanfiction you have because
1: I feel like yours is going to be more, um, like, funny.
0: Maybe. Okay. Wow. You did such uh, such a good job, Mel. I I really liked that story. (laughs) I feel like mine aren't going to be, like, I don't know. How, how many do you have? Well, I have three things to share. One of them mm. I literally didn't even read. Oh. <laughs> I just kind of skimmed it, but I thought it seemed so, like, funny that I just wanted to share it. Um, I was looking at fan fiction till, like, 2 in the morning. Oh, my God. Friday night, and it totally, like, wrecked my whole day. I was so <laughs> tired the next day. So I did it for you guys. <laughs> It's tough, like, just looking through the site, though. Yeah, you know? it's so hard. There's so much. Then I realized, like, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, this mm-hmm. is not a good way to find things. Um, but the first story I'm going to talk about or share is that was actually recommended to one of our listeners. I don't even know if she listens anymore because <laughs> <laughs> this was in 2020. She sent this to us. What listener? Our listener, Estelle. Hi, Estelle. Estelle Rio. Yeah, hi, Estelle. Finally getting back to you. (laughs) Um, She recommended a bunch of stories, and and I decided to look at this one. It's called Ithaca is Gorgeous. Mm. Like, gorgeous. Okay. Um, Which I think is, like, a popular bumper sticker in Ithaca. Um, And it was written by Giselle, I X. So this story, Estelle said so she likes a lot of stories by this writer, but mm-hmm. th- I think this one was her favorite, so I looked at it. It's supposed to be, like, taking place during New Moon, mm. um, and it's, like, pretty realistic. And also, this story isn't, like, a ha ha funny story, <laughs> <laughs> by the way. It's pretty realistic. Um, but I thought there were just some interesting parts, and so, yeah, the Cullens are living in Ithaca, New York, Mm -hmm. and Carlisle's, like, working at a hospital, and there's a lot of scenes with Carlisle just at the hospital, um, it's very, like, doctor TV show vibes, (laughs) like, just him being a doctor, And Edward's super depressed, and it's, like, tearing the family apart Mm. because he's, like, debating if he wants to leave, and Esme's really sad, and Rosalie's mad at him because he won't, like, just get it together, and Alice is trying to tell him to go back to Bella. Um, Yeah. And there's a lot of switching off between Carlisle and Edward. They're kind of, like, the main characters in this, and... uh, I Estelle said that this writer does a lot of Carlisle Edward and I was like, what? Like yeah. romantic? <laughs> but no, I think it's just like a father-son. But mm-hmm. I did find a story. I'm not gonna read it, but I did find a story out there that was romantic.
1: Ew. Are you serious? Oh my god. Yeah. I bet there's like every combination of like uh couples.
0: Yeah, I think there's probably like if you can think of it, it's out there. Yeah. <laughs> There's everything. Oh. Yeah. So, okay, I'm just going to read a scene from this because I thought it was kind of funny. Okay. This is is Carlisle. Okay. Triple shot latte, venti, skim milk, if you would, please. The barista, a girl maybe in her late teens, smiled at me shyly as she rang my order. I smiled back politely, then shifted over to wait for my drink. Triple shot? Is that how you do it, Colin? I turned... Um... A pathologist was... Roland McLaughlin, a pathologist, was approaching. The route from the operating theaters to the patient rooms went directly through the west lobby, where several years previously the hospital had seen fit to allow Starbucks to open a kiosk. Ostensibly for outpatients and visitors, the kiosk instead tended to cater to the sleep-deprived de, de, sleep practitioners, their white coats forming a neat, identical queue. I visited it frequently, for, as my colleague had just pointed out, Starbucks definitely held the key to my secret. It just wasn't the secret that he thought it was. Coffee was the best tool ever invented for concealing immortality. All the and physicians I knew drank it by the gallon. When it appeared I was imbibing as well, no one batted so much an eyelash... Uh-oh. <laughs> Where was I? Doo, 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 doo. Okay. When it appears I was imbibing as well, no one batted so much as an eyelash when I pulled a 24-hour shift or rushed straight from the mm-hmm. hospital to the university to teach. And then there was the Starbucks wonderful invention in the high white plastic lids that were now the norm for every coffee vendor in the nation. Twenty years ago, I'd had to furtively dump coffee out of my cups or conveniently leave them behind so that I was frequently seen getting another dose. Now I could buy one cup, walk around with it for hours, and no one could ever see that I admitted not a drop past my lips. And the mere presence of the cup would also tinge my scent with arabica like so many of my peers. (laughs) I don't know if anyone would notice that. Mm -hmm. Act like them, look like them, smell like them, it worked like a charm. Um The rest the rest of that part isn't really that important, but I just thought that was like a cool idea. Yeah. It's cool to see how different people think of vampire things, you know. That's
1: really putting the writers really putting themselves in Carlisle's head to be like, okay, what's like even like a minor detail that like Carlisle has to think about in order to, like, give off the illusion that he's uh human.
0: Yeah, because I'm sure everybody else, if they're doing, like, double shifts or whatever, yeah. they're there all night, they would be, like, exhausted, and he's just, like, running around yeah. and acting the same. It's not like, very realistic, so. Carl,
1: why do you, like, look like, you know, <laughs> you have no bags under your eyes, you're, like, very <laughs> alert, you're not tired at all. Yeah.
0: <laughs> now, I wonder if he's, Is like... Is on cocaine? Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> I wonder if he's, like, act
0: tired, you know? Yeah, he must. <laughs> he must, like, yawn at work. Mm-hmm. I think in this story, he's, like, working at... He's teaching classes, too. He's, like, mm. so busy. Um, and there was, like, a sad vibe. It did feel like all the cons were just kind of, like, doing their own thing. Yeah. I don't know why. I guess because Edward's depressed. Um, So in the same story, I think this is supposed to be true that, like, Edward tried to hunt Victoria, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. When he um, was separated from Bella. So in this story, he, like, goes back to the Northwest to chase Victoria. Mm -hmm. And I just like this part, so I'm going to read it. Leaving the airport, oh, it's in Edwards' point of view now. Mm -hmm. Leaving the airport, it had taken me two hours to get clear of Seattle and onto the 101, where I could actually floor the little sedan and speed back across the Olympic Peninsula. I blazed past Port Angeles, my memory of that terrifying and glorious night resurfacing at once. To be known as I really was, to have the woman who now unwittingly held my heart, look me in the eye and say, it doesn't matter, liberating, exhilarating, her openness that night as she had sat beside me here as we sped down this same road had been incredible. To think that she could feel for me even a fraction of what I felt for her was nothing short of miraculous. And then it had all shattered, just like the plates that had tumbled off the table in our living room. The memory... I'm going to skip this part. He's just, like, talking about <laughs> memories. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was happy that the house was north of the town. I didn't need to see the preparation, I guess, oh no he's going to the collins house i didn't need to see the preparations for christmas that would undoubtedly be taking place in the town center the smattering of restaurants each adorned with twinkle lights and a huge happy holidays banner that always went up in november first across the main drag the goal of destroying victoria gave me focus now drive that i had not had a month ago but anything approaching tear certainly still eluded me. Christmas was not something I could bear. Mm. The drive was already beginning to become obscured by the growing underbrush, which was heavily reclaiming the land for itself now that cars no longer zipped in and out on a daily basis. Oh, I think this is the house's driveway. The Colin house's driveway. Mm-hmm. Pulling up to the house, I shot a glance at the garage, giving brief consideration to ditching the Toyota for my vanquish. The cars had not yet been shipped out to New York, as we were waiting for to find a place to house the collection. That would no doubt become priority number one when Rosalie returned. But with me out of commission and her out of the country, no one else was partic- particular enough about the cars to request them move from Washington. It would be nice to jump behind its wheels, spin through town, perhaps over to the high school No, Edward, I growled at myself, sounding every bit like someone chastising a revunctious puppy. If I saw her, if she saw me, this would be for nothing. If I laid eyes on her, I would never leave. And if she laid eyes on me, she would never heal. I had promised her it would be as if I had never existed. For her sake, I couldn't check up on her, at least not in person. The thought hit me quickly, and I bounded into the house. It was exactly as we had left it, save for a few spots on the wall, uncovered by the paintings that Carlyle had taken with him. The rugs, the furniture, my piano were all still in place. I only took a second to appraise the entryway, however, before I raced up the stairs into the Carlisle study. Come on, I urged his computer as I sat waiting for it to boot. An agonizing half minute later, I was finally greeted with the login prompt. See Colin, I typed. <laughs> I would need an admin- I would need administrative privileges for what I was about to do. Carlisle's password was Happy Guard, which I never really understood. Once he had mm. started to tell me that an old English that the old English for those words had some sort of double meaning, but then had digressed into a dry lecture on English historical linguistics that I'd tuned out. Once logged in, I opened a connection to the Forks High School main system. It wasn't terrifically skilled in hacking, but we all knew how to get into the attendance module. Every now and again, it became necessary to add a day or two of attendance for each of us if there had been too many sunny days mm. in any given quarter. The prompt blinked at me. Check attendance re- record for student. Swan Isabella, I typed, and waited for the page to load. When it did, I breathed a sigh of relief. Her attendance was perfect for the month of November, as well as for October. She was marked present for school today. Then I scrolled up and caught a series of red marks on the calendar for September. There was an eight-day absence, starting on the 16th, the day after our conversation in the woods. I felt sick. I ran my fingers across the red strike marks, as though some essence of Bella's pain would be communicated to me through the screen. I'm sorry, I whispered, and the pain inside me reared up, delighted that I might allow it to claim me once more. Cleansing my fish, fist, I chanted slowly. Victoria, Victoria. I had to regain control of myself. Victoria was why I was here, not Bella. But I had to get out of here before I forgot that. Closing the window in which I ran the connection to the high school, I opened a web browser. I needed some way of keeping tab on Victoria's tabs on Victoria. The question was answered for me by Carlisle's homepage, on which he aggregated news feeds from several major dailies. Google News Alerts give me... Wait. (laughs) Google News Alerts give them a search phrase and they would email relevant news. I just had to activate my phone for email and then I'd be set. I could get updates anywhere. There were times when I loved the 21st century. I typed in murder. No, that would be too broad. I didn't need my phone ringing for every murder in the United States. Mall. Yes, that was better. Mall or mauling, or mauled. I typed. Send to? Mm. Oh right, that was a problem. I had given Carlisle my internet passwords exchange for the fact that he could never keep any of his from me. If he and Esme thought to look at my email and saw all the news reports, they would worry. That was unnecessary. I quickly opened another window and signed up for a new email account. Protect Bella, an address <laughs> that would keep me focused. <laughs> Switching back, I signed up to receive alerts at the new address and set up my phone to receive email alerts through the web browser Then I shut down the computer and headed for our baseball field and that's the end of what I will share oh my god but I just thought that was cool that would be so depressing
1: that you get an alert every time there's an article with the word mauled in it I
0: know he was gonna do murder. (laughs) That's
1: so depressing. That That's so good, though. That felt
0: so real. It did. It did. And I think it's cool, the idea of him, like, actually going back to Forks, mm-hmm. but, and, like, being so close to her, but not seeing her. Like, it's yeah. agonizing.
1: Yeah. And the irony <sighs> of that, because, like, we know that she's so sad over him, and, like, she doesn't know that he's there. Yeah. It's so Crazy. good. And I could see him hacking into the Forks uh, <laughs> database yeah. and, like, checking me on too. her attendance.
0: Oh, poor Stella. <laughs>
1: she missed eight days in Rome.
0: I know. Aww. So sad. Yeah, it felt very real to me. I um, thought it was good, so mm-hmm. thank you, Estelle, for recommending That's that. That's
1: really good. I, I was immersed yeah. in it. I, I forgot <gasps> it was fan
0: fiction. I know. It seemed, I love like the little details, like C Cullen. Yeah. <laughs> In the login. Protect at Gmail <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's good writing. I feel mm-hmm. like um a lot of no fans. I'm sorry. A lot of writing on fan fiction is not good. Yeah. So.
1: That felt very real. It's probably the best fan fiction I've heard or
0: read. So. Whoa. Whoa, whoa! Okay, so the next thing I want to share was something from the famous P. A. Lassiter. Mm, yes, who totally took over our <laughs> Wall Street Journal. <laughs> <laughs> that was our bad. That was our bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, for those who don't know, but I think we talked about it. I hope we. I don't think we read from it before, right? I don't think so, no. Um, but I feel like we've talked about it, that mm-hmm. this woman, P.A. Lasseter, like, wrote the entire series in Edward's perspective, mm-hmm. like, did every single chapter. It's crazy. It's, like, such an accomplishment, really, to write that much. Um, but I wanted to, like, actually read it, and I hope P.A. Lasseter isn't reading, listening, because... <laughs> I might to kind of laugh at some of it. Um, <laughs> which, which, um, like, novel
1: is this one for?
0: So I decided to look at Eclipse. Ooh, nice. Yeah, because I, I felt like... I think last time we read um, Annika's story, Wax and Wayne, which I think was New Moon, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, and then I just read a New Moon one, so I was like, okay, I need to do a different one. So yeah, this is supposed to be Edward's perspective in Eclipse, And, okay, I I put two links here, and one of them I don't know why. Hang on. I'm like, what is this? (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I don't know if I want to be in this, like, sexual. (laughs) Um, I think this is just Edward and Bella, like, Kissing. Did she add this in? I thought it was supposed to be, like, the same as the book. Um, you know what? I don't need to read this part. It's just, like, you know, very dramatic love scene. I mean, they don't have Mm -hmm. sex because it's still Eclipse, and it's supposed to be, like, realistic, but it's, like... (laughs) Bella's heart started and raced in excitement and like a beacon drew me closer with her breasts pressing into my ribs. <laughs> oh, wait, I didn't I realize it was sexual. It is, I know. I feel like people felt,
1: describe it as being like what Stephanie would have written. I didn't know it was like more P- like rated R.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad, but it definitely goes further than Stephanie's version does. I felt the reverb. In my chest cavity, the two of us sharing one heart, she panted her breath sweetly into my mouth and I was far enough gone that I allowed some of my weight to sink strategically until I felt the concave area between her thighs (laughs) cradle the convex shape of mine. The sensation was shocking in its intensity, but even as I growled with pleasure, I had no difficulty remembering to hold my weight on my arms while I gently rocked against her she felt so dot 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 so dot 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 good (laughs) unutterably good
1: (laughs) oh my god i was like that dot 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 i was like what's the word gonna be (laughs) (laughs) uh
0: yeah there's just like a lot of this it goes on for like two Mm. pages i can't stand it, bella wind i want you i know Bella. i'm sorry i'm so sorry that was my fault. I didn't mean to. Oh, he, like, pulls away from her. Um, Wait, I so don't know she... when this is supposed to be in yeah. Eclipse. Is it... she changing, like,
1: the story? Or is that just, like, the leg hitch scene, but, like, a dirtier, like, uh,
0: mm-hmm. like interpretation okay. of it? this is supposed to be in her bed. It's chapter mm-hmm. 11. They're talking about Voltori, Victoria... I don't know. I think maybe it was in the book, but she added it. (laughs) I don't know. Crazy. I don't really have to read that, but... Okay. I'm also... I'm sorry. I feel like I'm making fun of it, but uh, I wanted it to be kind of funny, so...
1: Yeah.
0: Well, it's... Like you said,
1: it's awkward to
0: read stuff like that for
1: podcast.
0: (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. So, this other part in the book is Chapter 17, Options, and... I'm guessing in, this is a chapter in Eclipse where Bella's, like, doing something else, doing her own thing, because this is, like, a new scene. Mm-hmm. Um, it's <laughs> another. It's a, it's Edward and Carlisle. Um, uh-oh. And, <laughs> uh-oh. and it's, it's a bit weird. It's a bit weird. I'm, I'm going to read it. So they're going on a walk. And let me see. He says, can we take a walk? Certainly, son. And then he thinks, you have something on your mind? And then Carlisle then thinks, so what's going on? They're like running through the forest. I don't know. It's a little awkward, I began speaking too softly for the sound to reach home. Carlisle didn't answer. Wait, I feel like sometimes I feel like we read this, but I don't know. Maybe I just read it. (laughs) Carlisle didn't answer, just kept on my heels and waited for me to explain. When I deemed we were far enough from the house, I slowed down to a walk and he followed suit. Mom's probably told you that Bella and I made a bargain about her change after we returned from Italy, you know. It's also interesting he says mom.
1: Yeah. Mom's probably told you. I don't you. think he would say that.
0: <laughs> I looked at him. You agreed to change Bella yourself if she would marry you first, right? Right. "'Right. So she's accepted you, then,' Carl asked aloud, a note of excitement in his voice. "'No, not exactly. I'm rather hoping that she will soon, "'but marriage is not high on Bella's list of things to do before she turns twenty. I said ruefully. Carlyle chuckled. No, I suppose not. Times have changed. "'Here's the thing, Dad. Well, I'm hoping that Bella will let me change her under our agreed-upon terms, "'I don't know that she will. "'She might come to you to avoid the disrepute of marrying at age eighteen. I grimaced, knowing it was too true.' I have reason to be concerned about your changing her, though, in case she decides to ask you. I have given her my word, Edward. Yes, I know, but I'm right about this. I don't think she will go ahead with it if she receives well, um, what one might call a full disclosure. Anyway, she can't do it. She just... Well, she cannot. Skipping ahead. Edward says, You might not be aware that Bella is... I hesitated again, but I knew that pretending this was hypothetical discussion would be ridiculous. Expecting... Carlisle inquired pointedly. I whipped my head around and stared at him in shock. The expression in my face must have been amusing because he had chuckled softly. No? What are you talking about? Why would you say that? Wild, irrational thoughts of Bella and Jacob right, raced through my head. It's an old doctor's trick. Whenever someone... Whenever... Whatever is troubling you compares... <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't talk. <laughs> it's an old doctor's trick. Whatever is troubling troubling you pales in comparison and, Am I right? I smiled and spied myself. Yes, I suppose it does. Bella is a virgin dad. (laughs) I listened for his thoughts, trying to catch his first reaction before he could block it from me. Apparently, he didn't think the news was ominous because he didn't bother to block his thoughts. He merely began reflecting the topic in general. To be honest, I can't say it didn't occur to me that such... Might be the case though it's not as common as it used to be his thoughts wandered off from there i grew impatient when he didn't address the question until i realized that i had failed to ask it i took a deep breath and tried again what happens if we marry after she's changed Ah, yes with regards to marital relations you mean exactly well it is much as you might expect it is less than ideal you see the problem then of course and and what what can I do about it? I demanded. Impatience getting the better of me. First of all, don't panic, son. Remember, I can't read your mind. I know, I'm sorry, but you can't change her, don't you see? Um They're like fighting about this. <sighs> what are they talking about? Wait, I'm like know, confused. Know, I'm I sorry I read this like at two in the morning. <laughs> okay. Let's try to figure it out.
1: What significance does Bella's virginity have in
0: this conversation? (laughs) Wait, 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 wait. Oh, my God. I know what it is. Oh, what? Okay, okay, okay. Oh, my God. This is horrible. (laughs) What? Okay, I'm going to get to it. Okay, this is... This is Carlisle talking. Well, son, as a physician, I can't re- recommend that you take any action that would endanger Bella's life, but mm-hmm. she has other choices. She needs to be informed so that she can make up her own mind. Do you mean, like, surgery? Lots. That's one option, yes, but there's also the possibility that Bella wouldn't require it. Human women are all different and some never experienced tearing, tearing of any kind. No, small percentage of women are open from birth, oh my god, (laughs) even if they aren't, many affect the alteration on their own, sometimes without even knowing it. What do you mean? By accident, during unusual physical exercise, by the use of internal feminine products, or by internal masturbation? (laughs) Oh my god, wait a minute. (laughs) (laughs) You're aware of the human practice of masturbation, I assume, (gasps) vaguely. (laughs) Wiggly? <laughs> are you serious,
1: Edward?
0: <laughs> odds, odds are that you've experienced it yourself, but I have no memory of it. Wait, what? really that sentence again. <laughs> okay. This is Carlisle talking. Odds are, well, he's thinking. Odds are that you've experienced it yourself, but I have no memory of it. The doctor's joke is that 99% of human males masturbate and 1% lie. Most physicians believe that percentage for human females is less than that, but still high. So you're saying that she may have already torn herself? Oh my god! Or stretched? Not all women tear. A pelvic exam will tell her what she needs to know. If she's still intact, she can have a simple procedure done, or she can alter herself depending on her anatomy. Oh, I didn't realize. Carlisle chuckled. Men rarely do. Women are rather mysterious to us, by and large. I guess you're right. I found myself smiling faintly. She doesn't have to make love with a human, then. No, and why would she? She loves you, so there's nothing to worry about. Once Bella is made aware, she can decide for herself what she wants to do. I exhaled heavily. I guess I overreacted. Um, oh, my God. Oh, my God. This gets even more. What? <laughs> the Okay, it's understand. This comes right after what I just said. I guess I overreacted. It's understandable. <laughs> <laughs> Say it out loud. Okay, being in love can turn us upside down sometimes. Okay, but Bella loves you too. Don't forget that. Don't forget that, and you'll be fine. Okay, this is horrible. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh Mel, <laughs> no, I'm ashamed that you even <laughs> picked this. I feel like, didn't mean... you say
1: that you didn't pick any, like, really sexual ones, or was that just what I said? <laughs> uh,
0: I I mean, I guess I didn't think it was that sexual. I'm sorry, guys, no, I, I, didn't I really I, this read this. this is so funny. Okay, Edward says, in this fanfiction, he says... That means Alice wasn't necessarily raped as a child. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't know why I'm laughing. I said more to myself than anything. He looked shocked. What made you think of that? Well, being locked up in that place like she was and then being changed immediately upon her release and then meeting Jasper a few decades later. I've never heard of either of them thinking about this problem. Um, What the fuck? (laughs) I know. I'm just, I think it's funny because it's like
1: I hear people talk about p.a lassiter's extension and like don't they say this is canon like they say that like oh yeah. this, like this feels very real to stephanie i don't think stephanie would go this far <laughs> at no home. where where i know where edward is contemplating if like alice <laughs> had been raped because her hymen was already broken <laughs> or something like what that's really disturbing. i'm sorry this turned like really
0: dark no but, um, but like why
1: is that in there?
0: I don't know. And, like, but it also is freaked me out. why
1: are Carlisle and Edward having this conversation <laughs> in the first place? I don't know. That's that's really not like with the with the uh the vibe of Twilight. <laughs> no, no,
0: no, no. It's not. It's like perverted and I was surprised, I didn't, I'm sorry, I didn't read the whole thing, but I did read, like, the Hyman thing, and I wrote, when I put it in this Word document, I was like, weird Carlisle Edwards scene, um, but I was surprised, because I did think people spoke so highly of these books, or these Mm -hmm. stories, that I was like, what the fuck is this? That's crazy. Um, I could see
1: maybe, maybe, like, edward has like one thought about it like in contemplating sleeping with bella about like how all this will hurt because like she's never had sex before but like i don't think she would he would go as far to like go in depth with that about carlisle i know yeah i agree
0: i could see him having like a fleeting thought about it hmm it's creepy
1: it is creepy (laughs) Oh, and the Alice thing, that's just disturbing. Yeah,
0: that's way too far. What the hell? Why would he think that? Like Edward would not think that. No. It's it's an invasion
1: of Alice's privacy to oh god. Yeah, why would
0: you even think about that? Also, like doesn't he he know Rosalie Simon? Like I just kind of under the impression that it's not really much of a
1: thing. thing. Like, yeah. like,
0: like this fake Carlisle said, like, that that's kind of taken care of naturally all the time, so.
1: Yeah. I've also read Why? to... I don't know if it's this is true, but, like, when he's saying, like, you can check, like, I don't... I've heard that, like, you really can't check if it's broken, but I don't know for sure, but...
0: Yeah, I think I've heard that too. Very weird. But she's not also.
1: Carlo's not an OGBYN.
0: I know. He's just he's just an expert at everything. Oh my goodness, (laughs) that is
1: crazy. I really am. I'm sorry. (laughs) No, no, yeah, sorry. The like, um, the owl stuff is like really disturbing, but um.
0: I know. I feel like I need to take a shower right now. I know, yeah. I just can't see
1: Stephanie writing, like, pages about that in detail.
0: Yeah, I don't get it. Um, I'm sure the rest of the book might be... I don't know. I I was reading some of the rest, but it was, like, almost so similar that I didn't think it was worth Mm -hmm. sharing, if that makes sense. And this is, what did you say, chapter 17? It's pretty late. For
1: you to find a yeah. upon that.
0: Yeah. Uh, I think I clicked on it because she wrote in parentheses next to some of the chapters PG-13. Mm. So I was intrigued by the PG-13. Okay, that's once. not PG-13. That's rated R. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. definitely R. The fuck? No 12-year-old should be reading that. No, I had no idea what that was when I was 12. <laughs> that was a mess. I'm
1: sorry. I feel
0: ashamed. I feel ashamed. I think that.
1: Well, is that is that um, it, or do you have one more? Right.
0: I have one more. Um, this is just for fun. It's just very silly, and mm-hmm. I don't think many people have read it. <laughs> but it's called it's called Twilight. Only they're at Walmart. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> By Ben Grande. I feel like that'd be um, a cute t-shirt it, or something. I think it's just one chapter. Mm-hmm. It's it's not really a story. Um, it's literally just Bella and Edward at, at Walmart. I love it. <laughs> it's, in third, it's in third person, too. <laughs> um, like... Here's a part. They stepped into the building. Edward walked over to the carts, pulled one from other rows, and started pushing it past the store's anti-theft sensors. The back wheel squeaked, and the cart bumped along awkwardly. Jeez, we always get the cart with the squeaky wheel," Bella said. Riley. Everyone in Walmart chuckled at her. Everybody in Walmart <laughs> <laughs> chuckled at her relatable sarcasm. You. <laughs> you are the love of my several century long life 16 year old high schooler what 16 i know edward pushed the cart back and grabbed another this one rolled along smoothly welcome to walmart greeted a young man (laughs) in a blue vest (laughs) i don't know if i can read this Edward and Bella turned right onto the main aisle. They looked down the aisle of health and beauty as they walked past. Oh, toothpaste. I need some. Bella walked down the toothpaste aisle while Edward waited by the cart. She looked at the different prints. <laughs> this is so pointless. Um, yeah, they're literally just at Walmart. There's really nothing to say. That's cute. Uh, get, get some Clorox wipes while you're down there, Bella shouted. No pun intended. What? What? What's the pun? (laughs) (laughs) Down the aisle (laughs) at him. Edward paused and called back, I don't see any. Are the Lysol wipes okay? Bella thought for a moment, then shook her head, No, Clorox wipes came out first, and the Lysol wipes sort of came along and stole its fan base. Kind of like how... Oh my gosh. This seems like it's written by a hater. What? Kind of... I can't read this. What does it say? Kind of like how Harry Potter's fan base inexplicably all gravitated to a poorly written Mary Sue <gasps> vampire fanfiction no, series. No, <laughs> we can't read. That. I know we can't read this. I'm sorry, I didn't fully read these stories. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny though. I would love. Somebody to see- out there did that.
1: <laughs> I would. I mean, it's cute. Like I like to see Edward and Bella in the mundane moments of life.
0: Yeah, that I just wanted to find a weird story, and that was one. (laughs) I'm sorry, I feel like I'm so less prepared for you, even though I was like up reading stuff. I just you brought a a variety. Um, Yeah, there's there's a lot of weird stuff out there. Basically, Mm -hmm. I know that people probably tell us to ignore that, but um, it's hard.
1: It's hard to um to find like. The, I'm I'm shocked by the P.A. Lasseter story. So that is, what what do they call um her continuation of Twilight again? Like it has a name?
0: Mm, this, I'm not sure. Let me see. I have the f- link right here. No, I don't.
1: I yeah, guys, we were interviewed by the PDF. Wall Street Journal, and we were so excited about it. Um, And then, like, she was just asking us, like, different things about, like, the, twilight fandom and what we knew and like we brought up like oh like we don't really we're not into fan fiction but we know like someone continued the stories and then just Mm -hmm. that little detail caused them to like totally pivot their direction of the article um from us to uh (laughs) p.a Lassner, (laughs) which is that's great for her it's really amazing for her but uh we were uh cut out of the article yeah actually i think totally briefly mentioned but
0: yeah, I think we had one sentence. Mm-hmm. Um That's
1: how press goes, you know.
0: I know. I mean I don't wanna like totally shade Pierre Lassiter. I'm sure she's like a nice lady, but did the Wall Street Journal people know I know what they were talking about? <laughs> <laughs> I know, I don't think, I don't they think read so. At all. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like it's called Twilight the Missing Pieces. Mm. There's a lot of I I learned I'm sure fan fiction veterans will, like, roll their eyes at this, but I learned there's, like, a term called, I think it's, like, gerabbles. I don't really know what that means. Maybe I'll Google it right now, but I came across a lot of them. They're just, like, really short, um, very short sexual scenes, basically, (laughs) (laughs) which I'm not that into. It's just, like, out of context, like yeah. Bell and Edward um doing it. Which An
1: unpopular it opinion, means. but I feel like reading like really dirty TikTok. I think I, I mean TikTok, what am I saying? Um I just saw TikTok on P.A. Lasseter's thing. I think reading really dirty fan fiction can be pretty boring. Um, or even like fifty shades of yeah. Grey. I found it boring. Like I I think like one scene in a book is what would make it exciting. But any more thing more than that, like there's just not a lot of tension there anymore.
0: Yeah. I think it's tough to pull off. Like, a lot of them come out very similar.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, there's only so many stuff in. that
0: you can say. Yeah, 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 but I agree with you. I think, like, one scene in a book, nice. But mm-hmm. more than that, I mean, I guess maybe you could have two. But, yeah. you know, it, it really has to be within the context and it has to have tension. You have to be That's waiting why 50 for shades- it. Yeah, like Fifty Shades of Grey had so many sex scenes. It's just like, oh my god, mm-hmm. here it we go again. Anymore. Like I'm gonna yeah. skip this. Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's like okay, I wanna, okay. I wanna have a conversation. You know, I wanna know yeah. what you guys are. Like it makes you miss the real moments of life.
0: Yeah, all right. I learned that a drabble, sorry, it's not necessarily sexual, but a drabble is just short. It's like hundred words. Mm, okay. Oh. That's very short. But I was coming across a lot of sexual Twilight mm. travels. <laughs> Man. Oh, wait. the wait. good the good, the bad, the ugly, I love the story you shared, Mel. <laughs> <laughs> um, I I mean, I liked the first one. I liked the Ithaca. The first it gorgeous. One,
1: yeah, that was really good. Um, <laughs> I, I just noticed that P.A. Lester actually has published a book, The Snake Handler Solder Tales of Sex and Intrigue in Amnesty. Sex and Intrigue. Kentucky. So she does have a little bit of like a um, more erotic, I think, prose than Stephanie Meyer. Yeah,
0: definitely. I wonder mm. if it's
1: Stephanie Meyer who thinks of these stories if she ever has read fan fiction. I
0: don't know. I feel like she's said like I think it's great, mm-hmm. but I don't read that. Like I don't know. Yeah, there's so. I mean, I'm just I'm on the website right now on fan fiction. There's like in English, there's sixteen thousand. 783 Twilight stories. Oh, my goodness. So much. And there's more in... There's, like, 347 in French, 334 in Spanish. There's some other languages. It's it's, it's crazy. Like, some of them are very experimental, I guess. Like, there's even crossovers, like, with Harry Potter. And, like, Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just couldn't...
1: I, I was thinking, actually... I was thinking of reading a crossover fan fiction, but really? I really Yeah, I didn't know what to do.
0: <laughs> I respect it if some people are into that, but I just can't like wrap my head around it for mm-hmm. whatever reason. Yeah. I'm just like, No, this isn't real. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Some of the, the first one you read was so good that I forgot it wasn't real. So I feel like Aww. it's honestly a great testament for people's writing if they can mimic someone so well that you forget that
0: it's fan fiction. Yeah. I agree. I agree. I think that's about it for fan fiction. Um, but should we talk about? Talk a little more about Ashley Green's podcast. Yeah.
1: So guys, you know, despite our rivalry with Ashley Green as <laughs> another Twilight <laughs> podcast, um yeah. we, we've been listening along just like all of you, and just thought we'd give an update week to week on what we've heard in the latest episodes. So we covered yeah. the first two episodes on our Patreon, which was a lot of fun. And on our <laughs> Patreon we have it's a safe space if you want to talk about each episode. You can do that. It doesn't have to be positive. It doesn't have to be negative. You can just say whatever you (laughs) want. And um, it's really fun. Uh, We love everyone on the Patreon so much.
0: Yeah, we do.
1: But uh, we'll talk about it here too.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. This has been tricky. Like, we talked about this before recording. Like, how do we talk about this? Like, should we... Okay, I guess spoiler. We don't totally love the (laughs) podcast.
1: (laughs) But you know what? I think a lot of people feel the same way. Uh, So, but the tough thing is, like, she wants to get, like, people on the show. And so, like, people are like, you you guys should try to go on it. But, like, how do we go on it if we're also, like, being honest about our takes on it? Um, Yeah.
0: It would be kind of fake. So, maybe we shouldn't even try. (laughs) Yeah. No, I'm I'm not going to try we have to live our truth guys you know exactly they should do an episode and,
1: about our podcast
0: yeah they should what if they just shit on us the whole time i know it's kind of an honor <laughs> also just to be clear i don't have less than positive feelings about this podcast not it's not because it's a twilight no, podcast like no. they're stealing our show that we're like pretty much joking about that exactly that's um, a joke yeah, that's a joke. I'm not hating on this because it's our competition or anything. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, we went into it really wanting to like it. And, like, we mean that, like, swear on yeah. my life. Like, I uh, had – I was kind of excited, and I was excited to find out that her co-host was a, a supposed super fan, too. I thought that was really cool.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> her friend – unfortunately also named mel (laughs) uh doesn't seem to know a lot (laughs) yeah
1: yeah so we covered episodes one and two on the patreon but we just listened to episode three and uh there are so many things that mel just doesn't know um it was shocking i took notes (laughs) actually i have 22 notes about this one episode 22 (laughs) Yeah.
0: (laughs) <laughs> oh my god yeah i I took some notes too i I already said this to you, but like I didn't plan on taking notes like mm-hmm. I really thought I was just gonna listen and then later say how I felt about it, but so many things were making me like freak out that I had to write it down. How about you just go through all your notes? okay,
1: so my first note is, what qualifications does um, <laughs> Ashley have to create, like, a patch for, like, reproductive health issues? Um, she talks a lot about her business. I forget what it's called, but she kind of just, hummingway. like... Hummingway. Hummingway, yeah. And she promoted that, <laughs> and, like, she talks about that. Like, it, it's kind of like an ad. Um, yeah. But I just thought it was interesting, because, like, she did drop out of high school and stuff, and I don't know, it just seemed like kind of like a science thing.
0: Yeah, I was I was kind of rolling my eyes at that. I mean, it's sound. I don't really get what the business is. It could be a nice thing for women's reproductive health or whatever, mm-hmm. but I kind of hate it when celebrities are trying to get us to buy stuff from their business. You know, like yeah, ugh, I feel like they're preying on us because we're like Twilight fans. You yeah. know what I mean? Well, that's what I don't this
1: know. felt like in the episode because like. She just kind of casually brought it up, and then mm-hmm. we're talking about it for like five minutes. So it's like, okay, this seemed like an intentional uh, segue yeah, into this. It was really
0: long. Then there was another mm-hmm. ad.
1: Yeah, another ad. It was for um, uh, Green Chef, and they talked about that for a really long time. And oh, and then an ad about cereal. So we so in th- long in the first fourteen minutes there were three different ads. <laughs> like no <laughs> no yeah and no. it's like <laughs> I want to be like yeah get that bag or whatever but it's like you're already really like rich
0: and famous you know like I don't mm-hmm. know Shannon my sister yesterday was like you know why she's doing that because everybody's doing it it's for the money I'm like yeah I know Shannon
1: oh for ass, I just
0: you mean? don't oh just the podcast in oh, general oh yeah
1: of course
0: Because I, sorry, I know you have, like, all your points, and this might be one of them, but just, like, overall, I don't get the vibe that Ashley's, like, that passionate about Twilight. No, not at all. Yeah.
1: I don't think so. But we'll get to that. Um, No, but it's so true. It does feel like it's for money, especially when you have three ads, like, right out of the gate. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And I have to say, her friend Mal, for not being, like, in media, she is good at making herself sound like she's, like yeah that's really good at the delivery of the ad but see when mm-hmm. we get an ad we try to make it something related to twilight so it's like something that people would actually want to buy i'm very curious if people used the green chef coupon code or this <laughs>
0: <know>. <laughs> yeah. um, i'm curious
1: too. it's really forced um so yeah my first four notes were like another ad another one <laughs> Okay, Ashley says she doesn't know what shipping means, like when you ship two people together. Oh,
0: that that blew me out of the water. I know. <laughs>
1: She's like, oh, that's a new term. I still need to Google. That's
0: not a new not term. term. Not new <laughs> at all.
1: Oh, my God. I feel like that could
0: be like 20 years old, but I'm not positive. But I feel like she was faking about that. Okay. I, you got to make it a little more clear, girl, mm-hmm. if you're faking. That seemed... Re- no, I think she was being real.
1: Um, oh, also, she was, um, kind of bitchy about, like, they were talking about the Swan House is an Airbnb, and Mel was like, we should go there for your birthday, and Ashley was like, oh, yeah, for my, like, 35th birthday, yeah, I would go to the Swan House, like, okay, like, she was being so bitchy about that. She's like, maybe the swan house, but not the Swan House.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I thought she was being bitchy. I don't know if this is the same part, because I didn't. Mm-hmm. Right, the context, but I think Mel was. Re- it's weird to call someone else Mel. I know. Um, I think she was really excited about something, and it may maybe it was the house. And Ashley went, "Can you relax? That's so like, mean. What the fuck so rude." Yeah, I, I liked that
1: Mel like was excited about the Swan House. Like she was mm-hmm. saying, "We should go there." And you know what, Mel like, that's really sweet. Um, but yeah. I will say, Mel hasn't read the books in 15 years. Um, <laughs> which is 2006. Uh,
0: <laughs> isn't it's, she a super it's fan? It's pretty obvious she hasn't read them. I book. know.
1: <laughs> what did you say? She's supposed to be a super fan. <laughs> I know. Oh, Girl, is-
0: if you're going to be on a Twilight podcast, you've got to refresh your memory. I know. <laughs>
1: I'm just shocked that, like, she hasn't read it, like, maybe in the last, like, five years or something.
0: Also, do you think
1: they've read Midnight Sun? I doubt
0: it. I doubt it. I I wonder if Ashley even knows about it.
1: I think she does, but how could Mel, (laughs) being the fan that she is, like, not read Midnight Sun right when it comes out, you know?
0: Yeah, and I think if she did read Midnight Sun she would know some things that she doesn't know
1: yeah i agree like the eyes especially
0: yeah or how old
1: edward is which they also didn't know um Mm -hmm. which i will give them the benefit of the doubt when people told us that i thought they meant like they didn't know that he was 17 i think edward's real age is a little bit confusing because first of all are we talking about the book or the movie because would you agree that Even though the book takes place in 2005, I would say the movie takes place in 2008.
0: Yeah, yeah. I agree with that. Like, like, there
1: is a cultural difference between those two years, and Mm -hmm. they're not, like, wearing 2005 style or anything.
0: Yeah. So. I agree.
1: In that sense, how old he is is different. And it's like, well, how old is he in twilight or a new moon or eclipse obviously that changes too Mm. so i could see but they were pretty off they said the 1890s he was born which is like a full decade off but (laughs) i'll give him the benefit of the doubt for that
0: yeah that's that's okay but some other things were not okay
1: (laughs) okay ashley was cringing at the spider monkey line which is like i know I wrote, why is she being such a bitch? Like, that's not that bad.
0: I know. She thought that was so lame.
1: I'm pretty sure Kristen came up with that or, like, picked it.
0: Yeah. Or Kristen
1: or Rob, I forget who, but, like, uh, Catherine wrote, like, ten lines. Like, Yeah. honestly, if I was Catherine, I would be offended by that. I know. Um, oh, yeah, we and then Ashley... Next. Ashley tells Mel that she drank the Kool-Aid about, um, not finding it creepy that Edward watched Bella's- Bella. I theme. know. Like, Ashley is but, really reiterating these, like, Twilight hater points.
0: Yeah, she's making it clear, like, I don't like this. Mm-hmm. But Mel- Mel did say what we have said on our own show, exactly. that it's like- If it's a vampire, okay, but if if a real person did that, it would be creepy, but he's a vampire. Like, she said that, and I was Mm -hmm. proud of her for (laughs) making that distinction. Um, Yeah, Ashley was annoying me then.
1: Yeah, just not that nice. Um, They say something about Victoria, like how Rochelle, they're, like, talking about how she's so great in the role, Mm -hmm. and they're like, but then she doesn't come back. Um, She comes back in New Moon. I know. (laughs) Stupid. Um, So they just forgot that. Um, They, let's see. Oh, this is great. I appreciate Mel for this as well. She asks Ashley, um, uh, when did Rob and Kristen start dating? Yeah. Um, Which is like, she's like, everyone wants to know this. I really want to know. And again, Mel, like, thank you. Like, I really do think, like, I liked her in this episode. Um,
0: Yeah, me too. And though no, she's kind of dumb, but.
1: yeah, <laughs> Ashley was like, mm hmm, mm hmm, like, like she didn't really yeah. want to talk about it. Which is like, girl, you were promoting that you're gonna like spill the secrets that everybody wants to know. know! you were literally like, and you know, Ashley was thinking in her head when she was promoting it like that. Like, she's teasing that, like, people would want to know this. And then on the show, she's acting like, "Mm, I don't really care about them. Like, I don't know. I never even thought about them.
0: I know. I freaking hated that. (laughs) She was acting so, okay, I wrote, I'm sure you have this too, but I wrote down, like, some exact quotes from her. She said, Mm -hmm. I can't talk about someone else's relationship. And then she said, I think they started dating in Twilight. No, they didn't. I actually wasn't fascinated with their relationship like the rest of the world. Like, okay, that's kind of a diss to Mel, her supposed yeah, friend. Yeah, I know, like, and to us. I actually wasn't fascinated with their relationship like the rest of the world. Um, then she said that she thought they started dating in New Moon, which is, which is like, the common knowledge of most mm-hmm. Robson fans. But then yeah, but she, she
1: originally said, thought they dated in Twilight, which is kind of interesting. And I am like,
0: what the... Okay? Like, what's the truth? And then she said, I remember at one point he, meaning Rob, told me Mm -hmm. he was dating someone but didn't say who. Like, get off your high horse. Mm. She said... And then she also said the studio advised against it. And she said it wasn't obvious that they were dating. And then she kept insisting, she said this same phrase, like, twice, that it wasn't a blip on her radar. Yes, it was, Ashley. And you know what? I
1: know. You know what, though? This is, like, what? me really being bad and starting a rumor, and I shouldn't do this. Oh. I think Ashley wanted to get with Rob. Dude, I thought the same thing. And that's why she Rob... She seemed salty. Yes, and that's why Rob said, oh, I'm dating someone. Yeah. Ashley was trying to make a move on him. And that's why like, Ashley wh- even remembers it yeah because you wouldn't remember someone casually saying to you like 15 years ago like oh i'm da- dating someone you know <laughs> that's and why that it's even she a memory said,
0: yeah and she said get off his high horse like she mm-hmm. sounded angry yeah it's yeah. kind of rude but I re- if she felt rejected or something i think she did
1: i really think she did she alludes to having drama with another cast member as well and I do wonder if it's Kristen I hope it's not Um, I know but she did say something about like Mel said something good about Kristen's performance and Ashley's like oh I'll tell her that so that makes me think they're on speaking terms but I don't know
0: yeah that was interesting to me uh I know someone on our Patreon wondered if it was true that she was like in touch with them um I don't think she'll ever call in
1: Kristen.
0: Yeah, and was wondering if that was true and was saying like would she really still have their number? I do still have some people's phone numbers from like literally 2008. I don't know how, but mm-hmm. I do. Um, but yeah, I don't I don't know. It's hard to picture for some reason her like texting Kristen. I don't, I don't
1: think she would. I think she probably still talks to like Kellen and like other people she's done with Mm -hmm. i know that her and peter i believe were at rob's birthday party like a number of years ago when we talked about it Mm. like being in the headlines so she probably that's so weird i know because she has talked several times about how she thinks he's hot yeah she has i think she i think she really did make a move on him i truly believe it (laughs) (laughs) just picture it and like i would too i would too so i'm not like judging her or anything i just think that like that's why that conversation came about i do think it's odd that rob wouldn't would say i'm dating someone and just not mention
0: that it was like christian yeah you're so right (laughs) like the like why would she why would that phrase come out of his mouth to her like would she would have had to say like so are you seeing anybody or Mm -hmm. like yeah oh do you want to go get coffee you know what I mean yeah yeah and then he would have to say like I'm seeing someone and I think
1: it would be on her radar like I think anybody on that set would be fascinated by Rob and Kristen I I think and I think if you're pretending that you weren't you are lying through your teeth like they are the main characters of the movie their yeah. romance is highly speculated speculated about. They have intense chemistry. They're both insanely hot. Of course they're yeah. on your radar. How could they not be? Even if
0: even if they worked at an office? Yes. If you knew two people were dating, I think you'd be like, and we're kind of sneaky about it. I think you'd be kind of interested or like Yeah. You know, would hear about it or would gossip about it. <laughs>
1: I don't get it oh my god when I worked at TJ Maxx I was like if there were two people that started dating I they were totally on my radar (laughs) (laughs) yeah and like not like not in a gossipy way but like I'd be interested in like knowing you know about their relationship and if they broke up and stuff so
0: very weird this is
1: on a different scale too and to me it makes it seem like she's not going to bring it up again the way she's like "Mm mm-hmm hmm yeah I, I don't know. really care about them <laughs> yeah that
0: was so annoying
1: but Mel was like into it so I gotta give her props for that hopefully she brings it up again
0: what's so, next
1: oh well so then like Mal is like well some people thought they faked the relationship and Ashley was like oh, so yeah. did they think that she was gonna fake date Jacob too like no Ashley I know
0: <laughs> no one said that
1: no um <laughs> let's see oh yeah well Mel mistakenly I don't give her some grace for this because i get it mel thinks that they had kissed at the teen choice awards in front of the surfboards oh i know we know that's not true
0: (laughs) they never actually kissed no
1: that's historically inaccurate and it it wasn't (laughs) at the teen choice awards it was at the mtv movie awards i know not the (laughs) surfboard God. Um, that was just, just a
0: totally fake memory
1: yeah, yeah she was like we all remember when they kissed in front of the surfboards and we were all like <laughs> oh my god
0: like, <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen <laughs> it did not we all all the fans just <laughs> loved it <laughs>
1: I did almost try to do a Robson fanfiction and stuff. I was like, okay, I can't do this. Oh, that would have been cool. <laughs> I know. I'm Dang. sure that was some.
0: Maybe uh, another time.
1: Yeah, so Ashley, like I said, she said she didn't see eye to eye with someone. But she did say something she, she didn't allude to who, she didn't say who it was. She wouldn't say if it was male or female. She said if the person comes on the show, she'll say who it was. But before she got into that, she said something about there being a sibling spat, which makes me actually think that the person that she feuded with was one of the other Cullen siblings. Um.
0: Hmm. Maybe it was Rob, maybe Nikki.
1: Oh, oh Rob, yeah. I don't know. Well, maybe Rob because he rejected her.
0: Yeah. I noticed she did this a couple times in the episode. She started to say something and then stopped. (sighs) But I felt like I could tell what she was going to say. What was she going to say? Like, during this part, when she's talking about, like, the... Because Mel asked her, like, did you ever have any, like, a fight with somebody or, you know, Mm -hmm. drama? Actually said, no, but she said, like, there was someone I didn't, li-. like, she started to say didn't like, but then mm. she stopped. She didn't say like, but she said, there's someone I didn't, uh, someone I didn't see eye to eye with. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> eye to eye on what? Like. I know. And then she said she was the only one who didn't get along with somebody.
1: Oh, well, did the person that she didn't get along with also not get along with someone? Or did they have no idea that she didn't like them? I don't know. It's interesting because we've heard rumors that she is difficult on set and a diva and, Mm -hmm. like, had a reputation for that. And she kind of, like, not that she's, like, admitting to that, but, like, she's talking about how she had so much problems... She had problems with, like, the directors and the producers and how she'd be, like, in her trailer and she'd be really annoyed that, like, they called her to set, but, like, she didn't actually have anything to shoot for hours and she'd be sitting around. Like, it
0: really did seem like she had a temper on set. I know. Then there's a part when she once again, like, started to say something and stopped. She said that, um... I, I don't have the exact quote, so I'm sorry if I mess it up, but... I swear, she started to say that she yelled at her agent, but she stopped and said she was passive-aggressive. She's like, yeah, I remember to my agent, like, yeah, like, I could tell, I don't know. You know, you can just tell when someone's starting to say something, Mm -hmm. that she yelled at her agent and then said she was being passive-aggressive. And Mel was, like, laughing along to it, like, oh, you just gave him the cold shoulder or whatever. That sounded really diva-ish to me. I mean, I don't know what the agent did maybe it was bad, but, like, she probably didn't yell. yell. Yeah, (laughs) I think (laughs) she did.
1: (laughs) Why would you start that if you didn't yell?
0: (laughs) I I, I wish I wrote down the exact quote, but I swear she was about to say, like, I was yelling at my agent, or Mm -hmm. or, I don't know how it was phrased, but. (sighs)
1: Yeah, Yeah. I feel like her (laughs) reputation is, accurate okay I don't have that many other notes I just said that like Mel was asking about like I don't know what what advice Stephanie may have had about um Alice's mm. betray- um Ashley's portrayal of Alice and Ashley was like really downplaying any insight that Stephanie could offer her I remember
0: that which
1: was kind of rude in my opinion like she was like well I'm like the actor like you know I'm the expert I know like Alice so well it's like okay but Stephanie (laughs) created her
0: I know that was odd she's Mm -hmm. like well you know Stephanie did her part and now it's up to me yeah like be Alice I
1: don't know I feel like other actors when they've Said it like they've been like oh yeah like in a, it's really great to like pick stephanie's brain and i don't know like that just seems yeah. very dismissive of stephanie like she's the entire reason why you're playing this character
0: because you want to be true to the books mm-hmm. and to do that you need to like really get down and like know your character's motivations for things and stuff you can't just like make it up i don't think yeah. i don't know yeah that rubbed me the wrong way too
1: And then finally, Mel didn't know that Alice had been in a mental (laughs) institution.
0: I I was was freaking out about that. She doesn't
1: know anything.
0: (laughs) I know. And she was like, wait, am I a bad fan? Yeah, kind of. Like, yes. (laughs) Also, your friend, once again, I'm like, are they really good friends? I don't know. But your friend played Alice. Yeah. Yeah. You are supposedly a huge Twilight fan, and you don't know that? Yeah. Like, I feel
1: like I can't imagine being the Twilight fan that I am being friends with a member of the movie and, like, mm-hmm. not talking about it all
0: the time. Like, that would definitely I know. come up. <laughs> like, all these years have passed, and you never even asked Ashley some of these questions already? Mm-hmm. It's, like, yeah. weird. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't make sense. Another thing that bugged me... Sorry, we're just, like, listing all of our complaints. <laughs> we said a few compliments. We said a few compliments. Yeah, there are a few. I, I do like Mel's excitement. And yeah. It was cute. But, um, Ashley said... They were talking about Flightless Bird American Mouth, and oh, Ashley yeah. said something like, I didn't realize until now that it was the perfect song. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Like, it took until now to appreciate Flightless Bird American Mel. I'm like, what?
1: I. It just seems like she wasn't really even there when it was going on.
0: I know. Mel has asked so many questions, and she's like, "I don't remember."
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Why are you here?
1: Where did you film this? I don't remember. Like, okay. I also feel like if I was actually. I don't know i would come a little bit more more prepared for the episode and maybe like look back in i know maybe my, my journals if she kept a journal she probably didn't but maybe she did <laughs>
0: <laughs> your planner or something i don't know find something yeah
1: find something from that time period like this was going on oh that'd be so interesting i'm sure one of the cast members did journal from that time period
0: yeah somebody did maybe like rob <laughs> yeah
1: yeah i've had Chris in journals
0: yeah also like my overall complaint of these first three episodes is that all they're doing really is recapping the movie i know yeah like why are you recapping it we know what happens all
1: of us know the plot better than you do actually (laughs) yeah
0: (laughs) yeah Like, what the fuck? We don't need a synopsis of no. the whole movie.
1: We want insight into the behind the scenes, and she hasn't offered any of that at all.
0: I know. But I, feel I guess... feel like all we learned... Oh, what were yeah. you going to say?
1: I It's insightful how little she knows, actually. That's
0: true. That's true. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty bitchy of mm-hmm. me, but... I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. If is anyone pre- is like I loving the podcast,
1: she just announced she's pregnant, so I don't want to like <laughs> inside. Congratulations,
0: only. Ashley! Yeah, that is exciting.
1: Um, and obviously, it is. the the patch maybe have some help or something.
0: <laughs> um, that is very nice. I'm happy for yeah, her. Me I think too. I think Mel has kids.
1: Right? I think so, yeah. I thought I heard in the episode, maybe she said, I've never been pregnant or I've never had kids or something. So that made me wonder, have, are they recording this, like, in the past? Because, like, maybe. that just came out, you know?
0: Yeah, maybe they already recorded these a
1: while ago mm-hmm. or something. I think maybe. And once again, yeah. they're cutting off the fan questions. Like, they're not letting the fans say, like, what their name is or anything.
0: Yeah, it's so strange. They put in just the question from the listener
1: Mm
0: -hmm. no like hey ashley and mel i'm gonna i love the podcast like they cut that whole thing out yeah (laughs) it's just like i don't know
1: what what advice stephanie have for you um (laughs) okay moving on (laughs) but we'll keep listening it's giving us content to talk about so um and ashley we love you we love you love you love you (laughs) i'm just kidding do we (laughs) I'm just kidding, no. Um, Cut that out. Just kidding. I don't, keep it in. <laughs> yeah. We don't need to have her on the show. I, I'd rather be honest and like talk truthfully than to like suck up and like um try to collaborate Yeah. So yeah. I All agree. Right,
0: well, well, my headphones are really about to die. Um that's okay. We got the Academy Awards to watch soon. I'm so excited. What?
1: I'm nervous too um, I know it looks like actually nobody put in the the thing I'm doing nobody put Kristen down I think so oh my oh that's sad I know it's sad but if she wins then it's not like that will like help
0: anybody else out so that's, that's good that's true that's true I hope you guys liked this episode I'm sorry I had kind of like a creepy <laughs> <laughs> uh, fan fiction in there <laughs> um, um not your fault, not But
1: your
0: we fault. love you. We love you. We
1: gotta plan to catch and we'll talk to you next time.
0: You can contact us at anotherbiteoftwilight at gmail.com. Or find us on Twitter and Instagram at another bite of Twilight. The music is by Traces. See you next time.